What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. All right, you're back with your boys in the SBP. And we are the official podcast of the Facebook group, the Sports Bar Podcast, which all of you should be a part of. Sports talk is our thing, but hip-hop, television, and movies are always on the table. Source, what's good today, brother? Man, let me tell you, Prime, you mentioned hip-hop. Do you remember the song, You Overdid It, Holmes? You Had Too Much to Drink. Drink. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What an EPMD, wasn't it? Yes, sir. So I should know that you <laughs> would remember that joint. Well, yeah. in that same vein, I overdid it, Holmes. I had too much to eat. We talked about Cover Waffle before, right? Yeah, yeah, we mentioned it, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, you know, went to church with the fam this morning, left there. Went to Capitol Waffle House. Normally, I'm pretty conservative. I, you know, get a half waffle with the bacon, eggs, and uh, jalapenos on that joint. This bum. Right. So today, I mean, we hadn't been in a while, and I wasn't thinking clearly. Somehow, I ended up getting a whole waffle, and Uh-oh. I just finished that joint, and now I feel like I'm gonna die. <laughs> Hopefully we can make it through the podcast without you falling asleep or something. That's like one of them choices. <laughs> you my, eat, you just like tight. <laughs> Pray for me. I That's all I'm saying. Well, man, you got my mouth watering because now that I think about it, I don't think I've eaten anything today with a bag of Doritos. That's it. That's it. So when we finish recording this. Somebody. Uh, about to fix me something to eat. I'm going to go find something, something. Like, I, it's hard to believe that I've gone pretty much in the afternoon and I haven't eaten anything. I've drank a few things, you know, some water, tea, but I ain't <laughs> eating. So right. I, I got I got to get down. I, I don't know. I saw on TV that Sonic Sonic got a cheesesteak. I, I didn't even know they had a cheesesteak, man. Like, so I might try to find one of those. You know, I'm always getting the burgers and the, the popcorn chicken and all that. I never knew Sonic had a cheesesteak, so. I, I, I might go check that out when we get through recording. No doubt. Right on. I guess and we man, should so get into it so you can get that food. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it because my stomach just growled when I was just saying that little piece. So he's saying, Prime, get on with it. Get on with it. So we're going <laughs> to get on with it. But um, oh, two, two very quick things, though. I, I got to throw this out. Let me give a shout-out to the Facebook group because these dudes, I don't know if you didn't notice, but they just – definitely step their beer game up. We got some real yeah. beer drinkers in the group, man. Like, we get more beer posts than we have at any time since we started this group, man. I like it. That's a fact. I didn't even, yeah. uh, I didn't even realize that I didn't think you were going this route, but, yeah, that is an absolute fact. I didn't even think about it. But, yeah, it's like almost, 
I won't say nightly, but probably five times a week, we get somebody with a new beer or a different beer they're trying uh, posting in a group. So that is definitely a thing. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout-out to one particular cat in general, and that would be this dude, Tyler Wilk. Like, because a lot of cats talk a good game. Like, and you heard it before, man. Like, cats are always talking about how they can, their jumper is just so wet, you know. Um, and you get out there and see it, it is I and it ain't all that. Right. You got cats and everybody growing up uh, talking about how dope their Madden game is. And cats still doing that. Mm-hmm. Cats were saying their game was dope at 25, now they're pushing 50 and their game's supposed to be still dope. You know what I'm saying? I'm nice on Madden. Mm-hmm. Everybody flex, they talk about they nice on fantasy football. But a brother like me, no. <laughs> you can't fool me. <laughs> cats talk a good game. You know what I'm saying? But this dude, right. Tyler Wilk, came on the page, and when he found out we was posting beers, he just got to posting. And he said, man, I'm a beer connoisseur, I'm this and I'm that. And I believe this dude. Other cats be well, and I believe this dude, because he, he be putting some stuff up. Like the other day, I think under my man uh, Clifford Jones' post, I think my man Clifford Jones was on some of that Voodoo Ranger, something like that, one of the Voodoo Ranger joints. This dude, Tyler Wilk, in the comments took a picture of this beer can, and the joint is called Head Full of Dynamite. Dog. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I want none of that. <laughs> Head Full of Dynamite. Like, so, and and, 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 the, and the picture of the can was kind of catchy. It had like little colors in it and all that stuff. Like something you might find at one of the little spots in Currytown or whatever, but it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I just want to give a dude, you know, give that dude a shout out because I can't remember everything he's posted. But ever since he made those statements about how tight his beer game was, the pictures of the beer have been off the chain. So I want to give a shout-out to all the beer drinkers in the group. I know it's about to come hot and heavy because football season kicks off in a week in the NFL. Well, football Sunday, football Sunday, I should say, kicks off in a week. But that dude, man, like, I got to give a shout-out to the dude. The dude's game is real, man. I'm talking like he didn't put up some – some uh, some weekly MVP type stuff. So shout out to Tyler Wilk in the group, man. I wanted to no do that. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Since you mentioned him, throw out Caesar Caesar in there, of course. Tim Thoner. It's my dog. Uh, like you mentioned, yeah. Cliff. Uh, yeah. All the beer drinkers, my cousin Don. Everybody, everybody. Yeah, Dorian. Dorian's throwing some up there. Yeah, my DB. dude Brian. Yeah, my man Brian Wilson. That's my dog right there. My my annual drinking buddy. Yeah, shout out to all of them, man, for sure. And I do want to say this. Speaking of all you cats uh, that be wailing about how good your fantasy football game is, uh, we're going to really see this season, especially if you're in the SBP. Deep Pockets drafted a week ago, so we set. But we got what I call the big dog joint, which is the group of just about everybody who's been with us close to day one. This is the league that we've played in. Very few people – um, are not in the group, you know, that you know, that are in the group that weren't in it when we started. So SBP is we get down tonight at eight PM and once again for the third week in a row, I'ma shout out Clifford Jones and Marvin Dabney because they always got something to say. And I love you dudes. <laughs> but there's a reason I make it to championship games, my brothers. And I don't know if I got the first pick or not, so they was crying about I got the first pick in the draft and all that. You don't win it on having the first pick. You win it throughout the season, the waiver wire and all that. So ESPN will be randomly selecting 
the draft order one hour before we draft. So, yeah. Um, so wherever I end up, where I'm end up, but just know I'm going to win regardless. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my girl said, don't set it off. I need that money. Yeah, I need that. Yeah, so right. yeah, that, that's how it's going down. And um, Arvin Jackson, my brother Arvin Jackson, he said you can't but watch Power early. Look, and some of y'all talking about you're going to watch it later and all that. If y'all was really good fantasy football players, Y'all can watch Power at 8 o'clock and draft at the same time. But I, you didn't hear that before. Next up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AFC East, source. So let's go on to this AFC East thing, and we're going to start with them. And we're going to start with, of course, the Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. Won 11-5 last year. But it looks like this year they're going to have to get it done, we think, without Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much the same old, same old thing from the uh, the reigning champs. It's Tom Brady and them. Whoever it is, is who it is. As long as Brady remains healthy, uh, they are the dudes. <laughs> I mean, that's just what it is. <laughs> and defense, offense, names, no name. Doesn't matter as long as the man is healthy and. Uh, the hoodie is still under the uh, under the headset. This team is is their squad, so nothing's changed for me. And so they're gonna do their thing, and, and most likely, just like we saw last year, I think a lot of it's gonna heavily depend on the running game. And uh, we saw what Sony Michelle is capable of. We know what James White is capable of. We know how Rex gets busy at the goal line. So I think we're going to see them running the ball just as much, and if not more, than they did last year. Uh, because if you look at the host of receivers, I mean, they'll have Edelman. Um, they'll have Josh Gordon. But beyond that, I mean, what do they really have? Demarius Thomas been let go? Um, are you going to allow, uh, I think, Nikhil Harry? I didn't see that he uh, got let go yesterday. Uh, undrafted rookie Jacoby Myers, I believe, he made the 53-man cut. But those are not names that you know. So I think a lot of this is going to have to rely on the uh, on what the running game be about. Yeah, the running game and the short pass game, you know, swinging it out, getting James White in, in open space, even though he does run between the tackles as well, as we've seen. True. But, yeah, it's a lot of Sony Michelle about to happen. Uh, it could be a breakout season for him, especially with, uh, you know, the caliber quarterback he has on his squad. So it's always going to be – Look out for Brady and then uh, then the others. So I expect a lot from Sonny Michelle this season. How Josh Gordon keep getting all these chances though, man? Bruh. This man got he, he's a he's a uh, NFL cat. He got nine lives or something because he keeps getting opportunities. And I, you know, I feel I'm not even sure how I feel about the opportunities. I mean, that's cool. I'm glad he's getting opportunities to to do what he's great at, you know, and that's play football. But I also can see the, the side of it where people are like, you should get this many opportunities. And once you reach this line, you should be banned for however long. If that's, you know, if that's how people feel, I can understand that as well. But we will see him once again on the field. And, man, Brady trusts him. Brady trusts him with the rock. So 
it's going to be interesting to see how that combination plays out and if Josh Gordon will be around for a whole season. That's the key. So we both expect the offense to do what they do. I'm kind of fascinated by the prospects of how good this defense can be. Because there's been years that the Patriots have won the Super Bowl and they've been like middle-of-the-road defense. Like they've had some good players on those teams, but they weren't the lighted-up defense. But I think this defense can be strong this year, man. Um, That secondary, even in light of what's going on with this legal situation with uh, with Patrick Chung, you look at that secondary, the McCordy brothers, uh, Gilmore is back. Um, Like I said, we'll wait to see what happens with Chung. Uh, Michael Bennett will be there on that on that defensive line. Um, they're pretty strong. I just pretty much always cross the board, if you ask me. I think this defense has a chance to possibly be not only one of the best defenses in the league this year, but maybe the best defense collectively that they've had probably in the last, I would say, two to three Super Bowls. Wow. That, that's, a, that's a pretty big statement. Uh, but, yeah, the defense and and plus the, the fact that I just don't see them, as you mentioned, the running game being heavy this year. I don't see that defense being on the field as much as they have in the past uh, as we've seen seasons where, where Brady's thrown the, thrown the ball regularly 40 to 50 times, uh, even though a lot of us didn't think and dunk is still putting the ball in the air clock stopping, more time on that defense on the field. Uh, but, yeah, I think it will be less of that. And, you know, once that clock gets rolling and you get that lead and forcing teams into certain situations, then uh, the defense can can push to their strengths and the other team's weaknesses and uh, capitalize. And that's what we expect from a New England Patriots defense uh, or team, as I should say, overall. Yeah, 11-5 last year, and I think they're going to be just as strong this year, in my opinion. I mean, they come out the box, they open up uh, next week with the uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers um, in the night game. But beyond that, they mm-hmm. kind of dive right into the division, man, with Cats. They should just mop off the floor. They got the Dolphins after that, the Jets after that, the Bills after that, uh, Washington, the Giants. Like, we realistically could be looking at a team that through the first seven games of the season could be – Seven and zero or six and one. I mean, it could, it could definitely happen. Um, and the schedule. I mean, they got some tough ones sprinkled in there. They they'll play the Browns. Um, they of course they do play the NFC East. So you've got uh, two teams that most people think will be good or at least somewhat good. I mean, that division. And then they play the Kansas City Chiefs in December. So um, they got some tough games in there. But they also got a cupcake division. So looking at that, I'm going to place these guys at 11 and 5 once again. <laughs> and like we do at this time, uh, we both have the, the Patriots at 11 and 5. You know, we are famous for having the same predictions on scores, or close to the same prediction on scores and records, as it seems. So we just add the Patriots to the list. 11 to 5 for me as well. Word up. Last season, the Dolphins went 7 and 9. And man, if anybody has been in the news the last couple of days, it has been the Miami Dolphins. They are basically looking like they just trying to tank. I mean, if that's the term in the field, they're just trying to 
start from scratch. If you look at what they've, you know, what they've just given up. They had a big trade yesterday uh, with the Texans. They gave up their best offensive lineman, Larry Tunsil. Then they gave up their best wide receiver, Kenny Stills, and they shipped him off to Houston. Then we find out, we find out on the defense as of earlier today, they got rid of Kiko Alonso, who's arguably the best defensive player they have. I mean, you know, I do like Rashad Jones back there. I think he's pretty dope. But um, arguably, their best, you know, their best defensive player. So I don't think anybody's looking for a whole lot from the Miami Dolphins. Nah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I want to comment on Stephen Ross so bad. Uh, but <laughs> I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it be. I'm gonna just say his name one, one more time. Stephen Ross. Okay, I'll leave it at that. Kenny Stills is gone, so there's that. Uh, of course, Stills spoke out against Ross and his uh, affiliations. And uh, yeah, so there's <laughs> there's that. The quarterback, not really controversial because it doesn't really matter which quarterback plays. Nobody cares. And they're still not going to be very good one way or the other. So it is what it is in Miami. Yeah, I'm just going to say they're going to straight up suck. Like, you know, um, they were going to suck anyway before these moves, but they're going to really suck now. I think you can look at uh, a little less Fitzmagic and more Fitzpatrick. You know what I'm saying? Like, Like, you know what we get from him on the week to week, but when you take away their best receiver, a guy who probably deserves a lot better than what he's uh, gotten the last couple of years, um, you know, losing uh, Kenny Stills. And by the way, by the way, speaking of Kenny Stills, I know we've already talked about the the South divisions, but he's with the Texans now, bro. And I'm going to tell you something. He's going to slide right in to a situation where he's most likely, I would guess, the number three receiver. Because um, mm. Fuller will most likely be the number two. But we already know Fuller can't stay on the field for nothing. I don't even remember how many games Fuller played last year. Eight games, nine games. We can see Kenny Stills at the number two at some point. But we know in Houston as well, the number three often thrives. And it's just giving not only your man Deshaun Watson help on the old line to help keep him upright, but you're giving him another weapon to go deep. So if Stills had to leave Miami, that's a good spot for him in my opinion. See. No doubt. Oh, uh, yep. But uh, overall, man, last year they were second worst in offensive efficiency. Um, they're probably going to be first and second again. 29th in defense last year. And then you just gave up Kiko. Um, they, they're just terrible, man. They're just terrible. I got them going from 7 and 9. I got these cats dropping to 5 and 11. Come on, Prime. Not 5 and 11. Five and eleven. Five and eleven. Yeah, Lee. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Five and eleven. I thought you was gonna say three and thirteen for real. I thought I, I thought might be overshooting. Yeah. I, I thought I might be overshooting with the five games, but you never know with this division who's gonna trick it up. We just know who's not gonna trick it up. Uh, so I have missed five. That's five and eleven as well. No doubt. No need to say anything else about them. The Buffalo Bills, and I guess the news yeah. with them mainly is that uh, Shady McCoy, they let him go yesterday, and we saw already today that he was picked up by Kansas City. But no Shady with the Bills, so Great. basically 
we're looking at an offense that's going to rely on a young quarterback who last year did more with his legs uh, once he got to play than he did with his arm. Um, you're looking at a young running back in Devin Singletary, which a lot of people seem to like. And Frank Gore, who's on that squad, seems to like him. Frank Gore has even gone on to say that Devin Singletary reminds him a lot of himself. And then you got wow. – it's crazy to think that even T.J. Yeldon is still sitting there as the third running back. So um, it, it's just crazy. But they're going to have to rely, rely a whole lot on the run to get this offense anywhere this season. Yeah, uh, Josh Allen, well, we know he's confident. So does that. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that confidence translates this season. No shady. There's still, I mean, it's still a mystery as to, well, to me, I haven't seen anything as to why they went ahead and released Shady, but it is an interesting thing. It, probably the fact of what you just mentioned, they still have running backs and still are able to have a back with some some uh, some years in the league, like T.J. Yeldon as the third back. So are they losing a lot? I don't know. But I think a motivated LaShawn McCoy can do wonders in Kansas City in that offense. Like, uh, I feel like he could get in some space and have a good time, you know, a few times this season. So we shall see how that turns out for him. Not, I don't have a lot about uh, Buffalo because there's not a lot to say. Uh, they're always tough at home. That's just what it is. The weather plays a factor. And we'll see how Josh Allen develops. Yeah, he, he had his moments last year. He had his moments, especially in the fantasy world. Uh, but, yeah, I just look at his, uh, his cast of receivers. Uh, Zay Jones, um, you know, will he take the next step? Uh, Cole Beasley. I mean, Cole Beasley will provide some excitement on a few weeks here and there, but nothing big. Um, John Brown still that it gives them a deep threat um, if they're able to have time to throw the football. But I, I'm not expecting a whole lot from this squad. I mean, they went six and ten last year. Um, I'm gonna drop them a game to five and eleven, and um, you know we'll just see what happens. Sounds legit. I actually have them at. Seven and nine, and that's not really so much based on them as it is based on uh, the rest of the division, and and you know, like I said, they they play well at home, at, at least tough at home, and I still like, of course, Tredarius White and Tremaine Evans on the defensive end. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll just have to see how things turn out for them, but yeah. I, I gave him. I yeah. gave him seven and nine. I don't know why I gave him seven and nine. The funny part is, uh, I, I did another preview show uh, and and put him at five and eleven. So maybe I feel better that they don't have shady. I don't know. I'm tripping. That's what it is. I'm <laughs> I didn't realize I had him at five and eleven previously. That's what it is. Forget the seven and nine. I'm going back to my five and eleven. I'm sticking with that. <laughs> Well, I don't care what they do, for real, as long as we get a snow game or two. Ain't nothing like yeah. watching football. You get that one Sunday when you got that snow game, and especially when they yeah. got on they all whites, like like snow blind. Like when they, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's crazy. <laughs> we, we got to get this snow game popping, and if it happens in Buffalo, I'm all for it, man. I, I'm, I'm all for it. So, 
Yeah, at least we uh, well we know in the snow. Well, I guess it won't change a thing. The pregame ritual will still be the pregame ritual, as my man Bang <laughs> Lamar's Bowling mentioned <laughs> on the page uh, <laughs> yesterday or this morning, I should say. They're still gonna be you know jumping off tables and wrestling in the parking <laughs> lot and drinking beers and having sex somewhere in, in uh, <laughs> at the tailgate. So. It won't change that. Yeah, so it don't matter if you five and eleven or twelve and four. Those things, you know, are inevitable, right? It's gonna happen. Absolutely. <laughs> the Jets, man, and their success this year to me just hinges on two things. What we gonna get from Sam Don on year two, which he's a guy that I like. He's a guy that I like. Right. And uh, what are they going to get from Le'Veon Bell, who missed the entire season last year for reasons we all know about? Um, so, But it seems like they should have at least a more complete offense, at least this particular season. So what's your outlooks on, on the Jets? You know, the Jets are going to be uh, fairly tough, in my opinion. I think Donald step step up and play have a decent season. Uh, that, Like you mentioned, the addition of Le'Veon Bell – is going to be a game changer, a season changer possibly for Darnold and taking some of the pressure off him as far as picking up the blitz, as far as somebody to dump the ball off to, swing the ball out to, get uh, a ton of yards through the short passing game, through the dump-off game. Right. So I love that. And we have to mention, obviously, the 804 kid, who uh, left Wake Forest early and decided to to take that leap into the NFL at all of five six in real life? I don't know what these people are talking about. That man small. <laughs> uh, Greg Dortch, straight out of Highland Springs, made the squad after not being drafted, and is is uh, tagged as their punt return specialist off the rip. So. Actually, he's been the punt return specialist since preseason started. So yep. that uh, that's a big deal, man. I'm excited to see him get his opportunity, and I'm sure he's going to get on that field on offense at some point, and he's going to do some things that's going to make some heads turn and uh, earn some, some more playing time. Are you like me in thinking that, that Le'Veon – might really have like a big season because I've been hearing a lot of doubt. People are doubting because it's the Jets. They're not 100% sure about the old line, even though they did make an addition or two. But I haven't heard people give this, you know, uh, give him that same noise they're giving some of the other backs. But I think that Le'Veon going to have a nice season. Man. Yeah, I do. I do expect Le'Veon to do big things. It's going to be interesting to to see his running style behind a different offensive line, though. So true, true. <laughs> that's going to be interesting to see if it to see if it can be as effective, you know, with with other other pieces in front of them. That's going to be uh crucial plus Donald being able to to deliver the ball down the field a little bit to open up so it's not eight in the box all day waiting on Le'Veon to do whatever he's going to do. Uh, that's, that could probably be the difference. Like I think those two, uh, Donald and Bell, will benefit from each other in the long run. I agree. 
I agree, and that opens up everything for the receivers. Um, Robbie Anderson, man, if this dude could just yeah. stay out of trouble, Robbie right. Anderson could be really good. I'm talking like, I'm talking, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Robbie Anderson has probably top 15 potential. Um, he, he, The kids can play. The kid's tough. He can get down the field. Um, good route runner. He's really good. He just can't keep his head in the game. Um, if he can stay on the field this year, I expect big things in, in the help in the um, development of Sam Donald. Um, they get a new one back. Um, it'll be interesting to see if, um, how if or how much they use Dorch, if any at all, on any any plays, uh, maybe here and there in the slot. But I think this could be a big big season for Sam Donald. I think we find out that the dude is a true true NFL quarterback. Um, so I expect his offense to be a lot better than a lot of people think. Now, we flip to the defensive side of the ball. Um, they got some names. I'm C.J. Moses. You know, I have to get used to seeing C.J. Mosley in that green. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Jamal Adams, Tremaine Johnson. I think the defense will be – I think they'll be decent enough. It's just going to be on the offense and the uh, the ball control, um, the addition of Le'Veon Bells we talked about as far as him touching the ball in the passing game as well on the short passes. Um, to kind of keep this defense off the field a little bit. But I actually think that this defense would at least finish probably in the top half of the league. I think they really have a real shot at doing that. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to even hold back on these cats, man. They had a tough season last year between the coaches, uh, the players, uh, quarterback being, you know, being a young guy, and a squad that went 4-12 and last year, right? I'm sitting here looking at this squad. And I know a lot of people are going to look at me like I'm crazy, like I've been drinking, like a lot. But I think this squad takes one of the biggest leaps out of any team in the NFL this particular season, as long as Robbie and Le'Veon are both on the field. I got these cat swords jumping from four wins last year to seven wins this year. Well, if they look yes. at you crazy, if they look at you crazy, they're not even going to look at me, Prime, because I got them at eight and eight. Oh, the Jets getting <laughs> some love in the SBB. We got any Jets fans in the group? I'm trying to remember. I think it's one or two. I think it's one or two. I don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you will know if they start winning some games, like you and I oh, predict, yeah. we're going to know who they are because they're going to come out on the page for sure. It's, it's going to come sure. out on the page. We're expecting mm-hmm. better things for the New York Jets. So that's the AFC, man. That's the AFC right there. We were pretty much, for the most part, step for step in that. Um, not only in the order of, uh, if you look at the records, who we thought was going to win it all in that division or, or how they were going to finish. So um, very interesting. But we all know the uh, before the halfway point, the Patriots already has this division a lot. Like, they're going to probably lock up, be the first team to lock up the division this year. So uh, it's not like we ain't seen that before. All right, so it's time to move over to the best division because it's our division. We're going to talk about the NFC East. But we're going to do it just a little bit differently um, based on uh, – because two of our teams in this division and most of the other things that we've done, we've had the start off with a lot of the favorites and kind of worked it in, uh, in order of finish last year. But mm-hmm. I'm going to start from the bottom this year. So we started from the bottom. Started from the bottom, now we're here. 
Yeah, it would be the New York Jets. 5-11 last year, finished at the bottom. And the biggest story in the offseason has been the Eli-Daniel Jones saga. Like, who's going to be the QB? Um, how is the offense going to function with the receivers that they have, the ones they actually have that can still play? Because they set a record for the second year in a row of losing receivers before the season even started, the injuries alone. But, um, yeah, it's all on the quarterback situation in New York, source. The struggle is real. Nothing has changed. Well, something has changed. The addition of Daniel Jones, that's what's changed. But, oh, and the fact that a few people are very, uh, I shouldn't say very, but they are high on Daniel Jones based on Mm -hmm. his performance in the preseason. That's got to be a shocker to to most after <laughs> the ridicule and and jokes and memes and everything else that was thrown the Giants way after the draft and you know the days after knowing that they had drafted Daniel Jones and left Dwayne Haskins uh, lingering out there when they could have had him and he wanted to be in New York but at this point it's still Eli's squad as far as we know we'll see how long that lasts depending on how they want to treat Eli and if they are ready to move forward with uh, with Jones for real. Of course, Saquon Barkley is still that guy. <laughs> Seen a lot of things saying he's the best back in the league uh, in the past couple of days. And whether that's true or not, I mean, it's, it's, it's arguable. You can argue the fact, especially – when he did a whole lot of that stuff last season with no other offensive weapon on the field uh, that was feared or respected when OBJ was out of games. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And I think that might be the craziest thing to watch this entire season. Like, it's nice to have other franchises arguing amongst themselves you know, other than your franchise, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a Cowboy fan. You already yeah. know, so I got, an argue, I got an argument with two Cowboy fans at a daggone high school football game the other night. So, like, we had, we have the family issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got an argument at the Verona Manchester game with some, some fellow Cowboy fans, but that's a whole other story. Nice to see somebody mm. else arguing. And the Giants have that issue. Um but shout out to y'all that's crowning the kid already after he looked real good. Uh, looked pretty decent in a couple of them preseason games. Um, just make sure y'all make that noise during the season. But anyway, right. how long do you think before – like, do we see that if Eli doesn't get hurt this year, if he does not get hurt, do you think there's any chance that Daniel Jones can supplant him this season based on what the organization is saying? No, I I don't. I don't think Eli is moving until one or two things happen. Eli says he's done, so doesn't doesn't want to play or wants to step down for some reason, or the Giants are eliminated from the playoffs. And even after they're eliminated from the playoffs, I don't know that they're going straight to Daniel Jones unless it's just uh, it's just that obvious that that Eli can't can finish the season or shouldn't finish the season. I think they are Eli or bust, man. If they didn't let Eli go two years ago to Jacksonville, 
like I told them to, but they won't listen. <laughs> and they wrote out all last season with Eli, regardless of record or anything. I don't see anything being different this year. I think Archie Manning right. got some some pictures or something. Like I understand the man won two Super Bowls and everything, but golly, at some point in time, you got to do something else. And you got to take Juan <laughs> Barkley back to there, develop him. <laughs> and if you believe in Daniel Jones, hey, don't be afraid. Let him let him let him do his thing. You could have had Eli on the market and got something else for Eli at some point. True. And now his uh, his value is dwindling down uh, to nothing. But looking back at those two Super Bowls, true indeed, true indeed. So regardless of how the quarterback situation goes down, it's all about Saquon Barkley. Beyond that, uh, a lot of folks do believe that he is the best, the most complete running back in the game. I, I have no problem if somebody tells walks up to me and tells me that. The dude can ball. Uh, we saw what type of season he had last year. Finished number two in the league in rushing. And we're going to see more of that this year. They're going to get the ball in his hands, you know, any you know, any way they can. Running game, passing game. You look beyond that, I think the two biggest questions, we talked about the receivers. Who's going to fill the void? Golden Tate, you know, he got to miss four games because he got suspended. Sterling Shepard, who was slated to be that dude. He ain't played in the preseason. Um, he fractured his left thumb during the start of training camp. So that leaves you with some guys like, uh, what's the kid, Benny Fowler and Cody Latimer. And I think Cody Latimer, I saw something somewhere. Um, he's played, played in like 51 games, but he's only started like 10 games in his career. Um, it's going to be some tough sledding for these cats, regardless if they were fully healthy. It's going to be really tough sledding the first few weeks of the season for these guys, man. Um I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't think they're in an advantageous position, man. Like, you, you look at this offense, so you want Eli to throw the ball consistently to these cats um, and look good. Or you throw Daniel Jones in there and you want him, you want to elevate his growth, you know, the growing curve, and put him in with these guys. You got a tight end you, who could be one of the best top five or six in the league, but the dude can't stay on the field and have an Ingram. Matter of fact, he only played like 11 games last year. So, I think it's some big problems for New York on their offensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not much else to say on that offense. I mean, we know it's Saquon or Bust, and uh, it's mostly going to be Bust. Well, we'll it's going to be a lot of Saquon, but a whole lot of Bust. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be crazy. Defensively, um, I look at their squad. The problems they're going to – I don't think we're going to ever be able to gauge, I mean, how good they really are or if they're good. Because I think the offense – I mean, the offense is just going to have them back on the field a whole lot. Um, Now, granted, they'll have some games that look okay because Saquon is going to have some some, some, some monster games here. I mean, it's going to happen. So there will be times that they'll be able to put the ball in his hands and ride it out, and the defense won't have to do it. But they're going to play a lot of teams – Definitely within the division, and you look outside the division where they have to play, they're going to be able to at least keep him in check enough, even if he has good numbers, but keep him in check enough that the defense has to trot back out there. Um, and it's not really about if you look up and down the defense that you really, really are used to hearing their names other than really um, Jabril Peppers, who they brought over, and maybe Janoris Jenkins in the secondary, but 
not a whole lot of names there, man. So they'll have some up and down weeks in that. But look at them. They went 5-11 and 11 last year. And not that I think that they're going to be that bad this year because I'm going to say that I think that hopefully Evan Ingram can stay on the field for him um, a little bit longer. I mean, he's probably good for at least a win with, with a good game. Uh, another year of Saquon Barkley. So as bad as I talked about him, I still trended him up a little bit. I mean, they went 5-11 last year. Um, I'm going to move these guys up one game to 6-10. and 10. Sounds legit to me. I got them still at 5-11, and 11, but I can see mm-hmm. giving them uh, another game based on Saquon Barkley. Like, that's what it's got to be based on. And, uh, yeah, other than that, it's, it's nothing to see here. I'm sorry, Nicole Cobb. I'm sorry, <laughs> Solomon Shabazz. I'm sorry, uh, Randall Kirsted. It's a lot of y'all. It's a lot of Giants fans out there. And yeah, I, y'all deep, I'm bro. Sorry. Y'all deep. But y'all, y'all know what it is, though. Y'all know what it is. So there you go. Watching the Redskins last year, 7-9. and nine. This year they have already named Case Keenum as their starting quarterback. Washington fans, how y'all feel about that? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so Case Keenum is the quarterback. Um, Haskins didn't win the job. Um, Colt McCoy is still hurt. So you're rolling with Case at this point. There's a positive to this whole scenario is he's won games before. Um, and also your backfield is going to be stats. Darius Geis, Adrian Peterson, Chris Thompson, um, you got some running backs, and I could have sworn I saw, and I don't know what's going on, maybe something we don't know, but I could have sworn that I saw that uh, we know your Eagles let Smallwood go. I thought that the Redskins might have claimed him today. I have to check into that. But the running back situation could be kind of deep. But um, I still think it could be tough sledding for the Washington Redskins. What you think? Yeah, man. It's going to be tough for them uh, Washington boys. Uh, like you said, the, the running, the running, uh, the backfield, I should say, the backfield's pretty solid overall. But it all starts at the helm, and I think the well, the word was that they wanted to go with Colt McCoy until he was injured, and that's not a possibility. Big things are still hoped for from Dwayne Haskins, but. That's down the line. And now we have, I'll call him Journeyman, Journeyman Case Keenum, who I'm pretty sure one or two of those Washington fans said just two years ago that if we had Case Keenum, blah, 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 but we got Kirk Cousins, blah, blah, blah. And lo and behold, here you go, Case Keenum. You asked for it, you got it. Uh, with Keenum <laughs> in Minnesota, with Keenum in uh, in Washington, and Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. So let's see how that works out for you in reality. Yeah, they finally let loose of uh, they let uh, Dotson go uh, draft bus. I thought he could have been so much more, but we know his injury He's story. Still- yeah, and yeah. I thought he could be a serious red zone threat, and maybe he lands somewhere where he can stay on the field and becomes a good red zone threat. Just didn't work out in Washington. But, yeah, that, the offense is going – they can't run the ball. The offense is going to suffer. I mean, they're going to be throwing the ball to, like, what, 
Paul Richardson Jr. and Trey Quinn. Like, that's that, that's crazy. Like, do do you know these dudes? I mean, you, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's going it's, it's gonna be a rough sled on that on that offense. I think if it's one bright spot for this franchise, I expect that the defense could be really good. I really look at this defense and through the injuries they've had, through like Mason Foster and those guys, I think their offense should be pretty pretty solid. That secondary with Landon Collins. Um, they brought Cromartie over, uh, Josh Norman. I think they could be good. Those linebackers, led uh, by Mr. Consistency, as I call him, uh, Ryan Kerrigan. Um, I think that defense in Washington could be really, really good. Um, and that is the only reason, and I say the only reason, and I do take pride in saying this um, because they're going to have a losing record, but uh, that, I'm <laughs> that I'm even giving them six games. I'm going to be honest with you. When I was looking at the offense, I had these cats, you know what I'm saying, starting off with four wins source. Four mm. That's where I had them at. There's too much going on. And I took pride in, you know, writing it on my paper. But as I thought about the defense, which you know is my side of the ball, and I look at, right. uh, you know, all the, uh, I don't know if you say defensive weapons, but all the, uh, the good players they have on defense and a solid coordinator, mm. I think that's good for two wins. So, I'm going to have the Washington Redskins winning six games this year. It's still going to suck. Wow. And back to our regularly scheduled program, I also yeah. have the Washington team winning six games. I do want to mention yeah. the fact that the, the bungling of the Trent <laughs> Williams uh, story, the Trent Williams uh, injuries and the way they handled his situation, Right. Has left a bad taste in, and a lot of fans, uh, with a lot of fans. So right. we'll see how that turns out in the long run. But there's nothing, there's nothing good. You got your main dude on that offensive line who has been there for a minute, and is your, you know, the glue. He's the glue. Even though it's a bad team, it was already a bad team. He was still the glue, and to kind of, kind of, you know. Treat him a certain type of way is not a good look for the organization overall. I do still think they'll have a better record than the Giants, so I have them at six and ten as well. All right, and that's stay tuned in our nation's capital. All right, next up would be your Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. Your Philadelphia Eagles, a team that went nine and seven last year. Um, stumbled a little bit down the road. But you got your quarterback back. And hopefully for you guys, you have him on the field for a full 16 games. How I feel to have Carson back under center? First of all, Prime, we ain't going to start off with no stumbling. What had happened was Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Pass. That's what happened. He missed the pass. Please know that game was going to be won by the Eagles. I feel like, generally speaking, the public realizes the Eagles were going to win that game if Alshon Jeffrey does not right. miss that pass. That's it. They, the Eagles were going to win. I don't know what would happen next week. They still probably would have lost, but the Eagles would have won that particular game. That's my opinion. Right. I'm sticking to it. But <laughs> we say goodbye to Nick Foles, who we talked about previously. Uh, in Jacksonville, wishing him the best of luck. Hope he plays well. 
and uh, enjoys this season in Jacksonville. Really, really do. Love Nick Foles. Always Philly, Philly, and all that. Uh, as far as Carson Wentz, for some reason, and I, and I guess I get it, people act like Carson Wentz just goes out and gets hurt uh, all the time. And I guess you could say he got hurt in college. He got hurt in his uh, first season on the field, and he got hurt last season. But let's be clear. The, the Eagles were, I don't even remember the record, but the Eagles were dragging everybody, and we went into that, that game out in L.A., and when right. tried to overdo it, bruh tried to get in the end zone, and that was a freak accident. That wasn't like he's standing in the pocket and getting touched and get, getting hurt. Like, that was a freak injury. And, you know, it happened. It happened. Turns out, not that anybody would want him to get hurt, but turns out that, you know, it worked out. <laughs> it kind of worked out <laughs> in the long run as far as the Eagles fans are concerned. Last year was not the same thing, but he did play. He did. He, he he was okay. Some people say he was on the MVP list. I don't agree. Uh, last season, as far as when he was when he was actually on the field, I don't agree. But that's what some people were saying. Coming into this season, it's a whole new ball game. I think it's going to be a healthy Carson Wentz, adding Jordan Howard to the backfield. And bringing back Deshaun Jackson to stretch out that field, leaving the middle of the field open for Jeffrey and Earth to eat all day is going right. to be a problem. I tell y'all, it's going to be a problem. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. It's going to be a problem. And I will throw it out there. If Wentz can manage to stay healthy, uh, the Eagles are winning this division hands down. Write it down, take a picture, mm. I don't care. It's going down. Great lie there. Great lie there. A very confident source, ladies and gentlemen, that the Philadelphia Eagles will handle business pretty easily in the NFC East. Well, hey, yeah, throw, throw the caveat in there. Throw the caveat in there. If Carson Wentz if stays, stays healthy, goes. If Carson Wentz stays healthy. Okay, well that's good because I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a caveat too, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. For my for my for my squad, for my squad. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Now y'all, I think y'all gonna be dope. I think y'all, I think y'all gonna be powerful, man. I, I look at this thing. Uh, you shook out a bunch of running backs, but you got a solid veteran that came to you from Chicago and Jordan Howard. Um, a lot of people like Miles Sanders. You guys draft pick. Um, Sproles is signed back on, I believe, for another season. Um, yeah. yeah. Carson Wentz is going to have all type of weapons at his disposal. So, and hopefully he does stay on the field for you guys because he won't have the comfort of having a close behind him. Um, but if he stays on the field, they're going to be dope. D-Jack's really not supposed to miss any time from what I'm seeing now from the broken finger. I don't know how effective he's going to be. I think you guys come out all cylinders uh, firing, man. I think it's going to be tough for anybody to mess with you guys in the division, outside of the division. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, solid. Brandon Graham, solid. Fletcher Cox, always solid. Yeah. My man, Nigel Braddle from FSU, solid. 
secondary, Darby back healthy, Malcolm Jenkins solid. So solid up and down, you know, up and down the line. And we didn't even mention the offensive line, which nobody gives credit, but I always say it's one of the top three in the league. So, True. yeah, I expect you guys to be super solid. Now, I'm looking at last year, and you guys um, went 9-7. and seven. And I went up and down the schedule, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. I am perfectly honest with you. When I first looked at this thing, I said, yeah, these guys might be looking at about a 12-4 and four season. But then I sit back and I looked at some other things, right? And I looked at mainly the record, I mean the schedule. And I look at the schedule, though everybody in division plays the same, plays the same opponents for the most part. Week two, you guys travel to Atlanta. That's going to be a good game. In Atlanta, they mm-hmm. play ball at home. Week four, even though they stumbled last year, you're going to play the Green Bay Packers. You never know what you're going to get out of the Green Bay Packers, especially if that's the mm-hmm. week Aaron decides everything wants to be clicking. And I look at week six, y'all travel to Minnesota play against that defense, which I think is going to be pretty good. So, it's something to watch. The one good thing for you guys that I don't have the luxury of, you guys play the New England Patriots at the crib. Y'all can just play them at home. Yeah. Y'all ain't got to go to Foxborough. So, I'm looking at your squad, solid from top to bottom. All things considered, they go from 9 and 7. I'm going to stick you guys at 11 and 5. Um, because you still got teams that we ain't even talk about. You got to deal with that Chicago defense, too, but I think y'all get them at home. But I'm just saying, I'm going to give you guys 11-5 and five for the season. See, and that's why we are a prime, because you keep it respectable and uh, no logical. I have the Eagles at 11-5 and five as well. Uh, I, I just think 12-4. It's going to be, I mean, it's not, it's not a cake schedule at all. 12-4 would be pushing it, and – while I think 12-4 and four is a possibility with a healthy, uh, healthy Carson Wentz for the whole season, you never know what goes down. So if you had said 10-6, and six, I'd be like, cool. You said 11-5, and five, and I said 11-5. and five, So we are on point once again. No doubt. And let's get to the greatest team in the history of the National Football League, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. A lot of drama going oh, on. Yeah. Oh, too dread to say. <laughs> I, I forgot we had another team in the division. My bad. <laughs> See, there we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Let's get to the Dallas Cowboys. And yeah. a lot of noise, as always, a lot of noise coming out of Texas and about contracts. And the main one, of course, is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, and everybody's in the Cowboys. We on Zeke Watch right now because we got some encouraging news from Adam Schefter as of yesterday that uh, they're in talks right now. And both of them are trying. The, the end goal is about this weekend to possibly have Zeke signed. As of this morning, I think it was Ian Rappaport reported that, yeah, they have indeed have talks and they're both encouraged, but they're still a ways apart. So I don't know what to expect. So you know, from this weekend or even going into game one uh, next week against the New York Giants. But let's make no mistake about it. What the Cowboys do and the success of their season is going to hinge on how much number 21 is on the field. Don't let nobody tell you different, man. All right? Don't let anybody tell you different. Um, all of my cousin Jay Hunley, we've been arguing like cats and dogs. Um, he got all the faith he has in Dak Prescott. Uh, 
couple of cats at the football game the other night. We got to argue um, about their faith and what Dak could do. It's, it's just crazy. And this is not the same thing against Dak. Dak is cool with me. He just ain't that dude. Okay, he is not that dude that's going to lead us to the playoffs without Zeke. So we need this man. So, And I think people are making a mistake source of thinking because it's supposedly three cupcakes on the schedule to start the year that we should be good if uh, Zeke was to miss two, three games. Man, I'm not sleeping on no New York Giants without <laughs> Zeke. The Giants have classically played us over the years, no matter what the season ending income was, tough to start the season. The Washington Redskins, it don't matter what the records are. It's always tough because it's Washington and Dallas. And I wouldn't even put nothing past the Miami Dolphins knowing our, in our spot. I love knowing well, we play them the third well. week of the season. No, I'm trying to tell you. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So Zeke has to get signed. But to talk about the rest of the offense, the one addition that I really like was two things that I, I like. First of all, Jason Witten came back. Now, you can take it as you want. Jason is an old man. Uh, he can't outrun nobody. We already know it's a proven fact. Wherever he catch the ball at, that's where the play stops. Okay, he, he ain't going nowhere. He ain't outrunning nobody. We, we understand that. But to bring that type of, uh, of, of uh, leadership back into the locker room, even if it's just for one season, and with those young tight ends, we got really good, man. But the one addition I really like is the addition of Randall Cobb. You lose Cole Beasley, yeah. who even though he wasn't Dak's favorite the way people thought he would be, he had some good games with Dak Prescott. Randall Cobb gives you a quality veteran when healthy that can do a lot of things. He played with one of the best of all time. So I think the offense is going to be really good. I do think, source that we could win some games with the combination of Alfred Morris and Tony Pollard, but they ain't going to do what they need to do without Zeke back there, bro. One hundo, one hundo. Now, I will say that uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say before, like you said, in the past, Prime has never been Team Dak or Team Dakota. I should say, other than the fact that that's his quarterback. <laughs> that's his quarterback. He supports his quarterback. But it has never been Dak is that dude uh, across the board, even all the way back to when uh, Romo got hurt. So all the way back yep. then, it's always been the same thing. And it's still true. Now, what I will say is that even though the season's starting out without without Zeke, or possibly starting out without Zeke, we'll see what happens in the next day or two. I thought that it was interesting that Dak was not on that odds list of top 10 uh, MVPs. I really did because, and, and that top 10 may have been pushing it. Maybe maybe we was somewhere in that 11 to 15, maybe 11 to 20 range. But I, right. in, in this situation, I'm like, it's going to be on him. It's going to be on him. And being that the schedule kind of plays favors to, to Dallas this season, it seems at the beginning, if he can come out and establish himself early in the season, even without Zeke, with or without Zeke, 
in the backfield, I think that bodes well for him from a public perspective and from a confidence uh, perspective in the in the locker room. I'm sure it's, I'm sure I guess teammates know who he is, but in the locker room yeah. and in in Dallas just in general. So I think that if if he can come out and be effective early. With or without Zeke, it bodes well for Dak and lends itself to an MVP type of start for him. Well, you and I disagree on that because I don't think <laughs> those games, those are games that he is supposed to win. So if he wins those right. games outside, yeah, I mean, he's supposed to win those games. So my, my right. thing when, is, when. Yeah, it, yeah, now he's now, win, but not, now not he, necessarily play well. Yeah, okay, yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> see, he has to play well in those games. Right. You see what I'm saying? And because realistically, no matter how you look at it, there are going to be folks who are going to still be skeptical, like myself, because of who he's playing against. Even though I do think the Redskins defensively have a chance to be really good this year. But it's going to be the game's Again, the rematch with the Saints later in the season. Uh, I think the end of next month, actually. The well, end of this month. I forgot this is the first one. The end of this month. Whereas last year, yeah, we beat them. We scored with 13 points. Okay? I need a better showing than that. Um, the game against Aaron Rodgers the week after. You know, it's going you know, the game later on against the Vikings defense. Those, the game against Chicago. Like, those are the games that people want to see him play well in. The game against the Rams, those are the games he has to play well in. So, as far as him being the MVP discussion, I, nah. He can't be in the MVP discussion without Ezekiel Elliott. He can't. He, he can't. It will not happen. Will not happen. <laughs> Could he win a, with the, with a Zeke back there? Oh, you never know. The team goes, has, has a great season. He plays pretty well. Yeah, he could be in the discussion, but you learned all you needed to know, as I mentioned weeks ago, when I was on my rant, what his peers think about him as a player. I'm sure almost everybody probably likes him. I like the dude, don't even know him. I think he's good for the locker room. Um, I think he's good uh, media-wise. You know, he's got a face that, you know, that people would like to see when they're talking to you, you know, about charities, about the organization, if you're promoting things, I get it. The NFL put him on a poster, I get it. But his peers didn't even rank him as a top 100 player. <laughs> this was with Zeke. This was with Zeke. True. Okay? Yeah. So it tells you a lot. It tells you a lot. But I think Zeke comes back. I think he has a good season. Um, I'm encouraged by the words of not only – the clapper, Jason Garrett, he said the same thing in a totally separate interview that Jason Witten said. He said the one thing they both noticed about Dak so far this year is he's throwing the ball with more zip and better anticipation. And that's been one of the biggest knocks on him is his anticipation. He's late with throws. True. He's already not Absolutely. the greatest passer, but he's late with throws. And it was encouraging for me to see that in two separate interviews. It wasn't that Witten and Jason Garrett were sitting beside each other. This was two separate interviews, and they both said the same thing. And a lot of that could be attributed, attributed to bringing John Kidner in to work with them. A lot of it could also be attributed to the type of offense and the tweaks that they made 
as far as him getting the ball out a little bit faster in some positions, because he does hold the ball too long sometimes as well. So we'll see what Kellen Moore's got cooking as a new offensive coordinator. But I'm encouraged by the things that I've heard. I didn't have to hear anything else about his leadership and all that, because I, I do believe that people will follow him. I, I do believe that. I do believe they like him. It's just about his performance on the field. So enough about that. The offense is going to go – it's going to be as good as Zeke allows him to be whenever he gets there, and hopefully it's, it's by next week. That's all. Um, defensively, though, we were good defensively last year, and I think we'll be have a chance to be really good again defensively this year. Um, my man Tank Lawrence got that fat contract. The man making about $21 million a year, and I think he's worth every dollar. Uh, he's come a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, will, will the rest of the guys follow? I think so the linebacking core should be solid. I don't know how many games we're going to get out of Sean Lee, but, but Jalen Smith just signed a nice contract extension. Jerry got him locked up, guaranteed him about 32, I think, or 34 million of that money. Everybody likes what they saw in Vander Esch, and the secondary is young. I expect the defense to still be pretty good. Yeah, I expect the same thing. Um, man, you said something regarding – oh, I wanted to ask you in regards to the yeah. offense. Do you yeah. think that Kellen Moore? I don't. I, I don't. I don't want to know if you think he's good or bad because it's hard to tell. But do you think know yet, that yeah. the blame is going to go to Kellen Moore and kind of be a shield for Dak if things don't go well, or do you think Kellen Moore will get the credit if Dak plays better? Depends on who you're talking to, you know, <laughs> because, you know, there's, if you if you belong to the club, Dak over everything, they're going to find every way possible to make sure Dak is shielded off top. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not even going to matter. It's You know, if he does well, they ain't going to mention Kellen Moore too much. They, it's going to be all Dak's doing. If Dak doesn't play well, it's going to be all the fact that it was Kellen Moore's fault. Okay. So, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, I'm going to have my own personal feelings because I'm going to sit there and look at exactly how it happened that he played well or didn't play well. You know, um, as I dissect him anyway, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to tell people that he's late with throws. He misses a lot of people. He doesn't have the greatest arm, and which I never say and hate. I'm just calling and telling you what I see. Um, you know, when, when I see stuff like that, you know, I'm going to dissect this situation. I'm going to judge this situation the same way. So it's going to be real interesting. But I am excited to see what Kellen Moore's got cooked up, though. I will say that. And hopefully it's a little bit different, you know. But, um, okay. yeah, defensively, I think we're going to be good, man. I think I think we're going to have a solid season. Um, and I think Jason Garrett is in a crazy position at this point because it could go a lot of ways for him. I, I personally think they got to at least make the NFC championship game for him possibly keep his job um, in this one. Um, and he's got a lot of things to work with. A new offensive coordinator, like we said, um, is, is, is the main thing. So it's going to be a real interesting season for the Dallas Cowboys. How you got us finishing? Uh, got you finishing at 10-6. Right behind the Eagles, uh, in position for the playoffs, uh, expected to be in the playoffs and to to do what they do. So 
got the Eagles at 11 and 5, and Dallas at 10 and 6. And if if that flips, hey, I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas is a little bit better or a little bit worse. I wouldn't be shocked, but I got them at 10 and 6. Once again, great minds think alike. I got him at 10 and 6 on the premise that we're going to see Zeke not miss more than one game. Mm-hmm. Cowboys will go 10 and 6. That was my thought from the jump, even before we got into the Zeke drama. And, that, and that's analyzing everything, taking everything into consideration. Beyond that, if he was missed more than one game, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas Cowboys were 8 and 18. Would not be surprised whatsoever. But going off the fact that I think he's going to be there at least by week two, 10 and 6, Dallas Cowboys make the playoffs, and uh, we just go from there. I told y'all he was legit, man. I told y'all Prime was legit. Prime just picked the Eagles to win a division. That's just so we're all clear. Just so we're all clear on what he said. Prime picked the Eagles to win the division. I just, I just want to make sure we're all hearing the same thing. And let's all be clear that I ain't want to say it. <laughs> but let's be clear about that. But I said it, and that, that's the way I feel. And so, in a nutshell, we have wrapped up the AFC and the NFC East. Anything else we need to hit before we roll out? Man, we have done all the divisions once again. We are the GOATs. The, the people don't even realize. But anyway, uh, that's some self-promotion. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to hear your thoughts real quick on, on Melvin Gordon and the fact that he is being allowed to seek trade. Man, these cats playing hardball um, over there. And it tells me a lot. First of all, it kind of tells me what they really think about Melvin Gordon. I'm not sure why. They feel the way they feel. I know you want to keep it one team, one concept, nobody bigger than the team. And where we might not rate Melvin Gordon as a top five back, Melvin Gordon does a lot for that offense. And not that yeah. I was showing the shade towards Eckler and the young kid Jackson, but they're not Melvin Gordon. Okay? And if the time and the clock is ticking, you know, I could have said again about the Cowboys, the clock is ticking on Jerry Jones. The clock is ticking on Phillip Rivers. And at this point, I'm doing everything I can to try to get Phillip Rivers to a Super Bowl. I think Melvin Gordon is a big part of that. And now you look at the running backs to the left at this point, if you're trying to achieve and win a Super Bowl this year, I don't think it's really anybody out there that you can just grab without somebody just giving up on a good player on their squad, man. And I really thought, I'm going to be honest with you, when I saw that LaShawn McCoy news break, I thought the Chargers might jump mm-hmm. all over I, I really did. I think, though, if they are truly serious about contending for a Super Bowl this year in the 2019-2020 season, you got to find a way to strike a deal with Melvin Gordon. I mean, it is what it is. Eckler and Jackson can get you to the playoffs. I have no doubt about they can get you to the playoffs. I think they're going to be really good without Melvin Gordon. But if you want to contend for a Super Bowl, the name of the game is to put up points and keep the defense on their toes. Melvin Gordon should be your starting running back with the Chargers. Facts. My man. Great answer. Great response. Last thing, if you can remember, 
I'm trying to remember mine right now. Can we run through the divisions and just name who we picked as the division winner for each uh, division real quick as we wrap up these eight divisions? All right. You talking about just what we did today? Uh, all of them. Let's start from from the jump. Let's say, like, the AFC West, I'm, I had Kansas City winning it all. And I had Kansas City winning it all. Okay. All right. And the NFC, NFC West, uh, I'm sure I had the Rams. <laughs> you got the Rams. We, I mean, it's not really... Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Both of us had right. <laughs> AFC. Now, the AFC, well, let's say AFC North, I we had different teams because I had Pittsburgh uh, jumping up there and, and sneaking past the Browns. Yep. And in that division, I do believe I had the Cleveland Browns winning the division, right? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes. And NFC North, I had Chicago walking away with that one. And I had Chicago as well. All right. All right. So that leaves us with what, the AFC South. West. The South. The South, South, that's right. The South. South. The South. The, South. Uh, the Houston Texans. We had the Houston Texans win in the division. Thankfully, now that Andrew Luck has retired, I believe I had the Houston Texans. <laughs> we probably safe, right? <laughs> yeah. And then the NFC South, of course, I believe we both had the Saints, correct? Yes, sir. I had the Saints at 13-3, and three, I believe. The only team I had winning mm-hmm. more than 11 games. Yes, indeed. That is correct. That is correct. So we were pretty much on the same page, I believe, except for, except for the AFC North, right? Yep. I believe that was it. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, that's all I got. Thank you for that one, Source. I'd like to run down. We've completed another one, like you said. Football kicks off in about a week. Well, NFL Sunday kicks off in about a week. I'm looking forward to that. If you're not part of our Facebook group, The Sports Bar Podcast, join us. Let's have some fun. I'm your boy, Prime. You can always catch me on Twitter and Instagram at PrimeSBK. And I am Smitty Source at Smitty Source on Instagram at Smitty Source on Twitter and thank y'all once again for joining us uh, looking forward to this NFL season Yeah. and man crazy finally here no doubt thank you for joining us I spent enough time with y'all folks today I gotta go get ready for this SBP-ish draft y'all can't snow I'm coming Peace. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.